Coming to you from our opulent and luxurious 4x8 refurbished broom closet at the National Headquarters in Indianapolis. With duct tape, studio lights, and a mic that you barely can hear, we hope to entertain and educate you. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Zivi, Special Projects Council of the American Legion, joined as always by Jeff Daly in a uh, very nice, uh, what kind of shirt is that? This is the Tango Alpha Lima shirt oh, designed by super producer Holly. Look at that. That we wore just for the convention. It's outstanding. And Miss Ashley Garbolja Maldonado, who may or may not be experiencing some technical difficulties, but can we hear you today? I hope that you can. I'm going to speak a little louder thanks to computer audio. Yay. So, good yay. Time. Technology, aces. All right. Well, we are going to roll because we are already uh, under a time crunch here. So, Jeff, we didn't actually divide these stories up, but I'm going to start with this one. Uh, we are now coming out of convention. It seems like about a month and a half ago. And in reality, it was like what? Two weeks, weeks, almost to the day. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had a, a single second off since then. But uh, convention. So you guys spent. I uh, I was uh, suddenly called away to do other tasks, as you guys are certainly aware. So tell me about the booth. The couple times I made it down, everyone seemed happy. But how was everything down in the uh, convention center? I I I loved it. It was. Um... The energy and flow of having all the, the Legionnaires there and just uh, meeting not just people who listen, but guests. We met guests that yeah. in, in real life for the first time, which was cool. Yeah, and I actually ended up, I went out one night with a bunch of guys and then it turned out that he, it was the guy that owned that company uh, that we talked to the uh, mill skill people. Oh, okay. I, I went out and he was, he was awesome. I can't, can't remember his name, but he was awesome. Loved hanging out with him. Uh, how about you, Ash? Did you have a good time there? I did. I did. There was a lot of positive energy. I got to spend time with folks that I just haven't seen in a while. And convention's always a nice time when, again, we haven't seen each other in a while, in a while. So it was refreshing. It was refreshing. I thought we had a great booth. I couldn't believe how many folks came across the booth and said, Hey, I love the podcast or told me a specific episode that either resonated with them or they shared, or, um, I had one post and a, a few, I would just say a couple of folks who basically said that they're just putting the YouTube, our YouTube channel up, um, at their posts and just kind of playing it on loop, which I thought was really neat, uh, which I encourage others to, I think that's a really great way to kind of, you know, self plug, but it was great. Like there are folks from Puerto Rico. Uh, we had, you know, folks from New York, Alaska, all over the country who were like, we are listening to Tank Off Lima. We love what you guys are doing. So it was, um, I felt like I absorbed a lot of like positive energy from the convention this year, just experiencing everybody, just making new friends, meet the old one is silver, the other is gold. If anyone knows that rhyme, but yeah, it was, it was a great time. The most common refrain I got was people didn't know who I was. And then after talking to them for about two minutes, they'd be like, dude, you're the guy with the beard. And it's like, well, yeah, that's not it anymore. 
Ash, I didn't get a chance to see you because I ended up on stage for the last three days, but how did your hot air balloon ride go? It was so wonderful. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I, 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 I never did get it. I didn't hear how that it went. It sounded like a horrible idea trying to get up earlier in the <laughs> a morning. Horrible idea. No, it was. Dude. You know, it's 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 wild because like you know, there's just like this few like few inches you're in this basket, okay, and I'm like you know four thousand plus feet up, and. I'm just like, this. just that separating me from just the, you know, Sonoma Desert. So I was just, I don't know if it's other Desert, but I'm looking over the desert. I'm watching the sunrise. I was, it was just really quaint and happy. And a lot of folks don't know, like I totally had to like bust out of the parking garage at like four in the morning because I couldn't get my car out. It's great. There's a video out there of me doing some shenanigans, but leading up to that, it was great. I enjoyed it. I had plenty of adventures out in Phoenix. So for anyone who's traveled out in Phoenix, there's plenty to do. Um, but I think most of my time well spent was at the convention and meeting people. So we, we all did get, podcast. we did all get to meet for the first time, which. Well, first time all together. All together. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I hadn't met Jeff and I, I, I don't think we even actually made it out together. Did we Jeff? Yeah, we, we did the, we did the one pub that I showed up late after getting bad directions. Okay. I was walking, walking all over downtown Phoenix. The cool thing was I told Holly, it's like uh, you and so Mark and Ashley have met. Mark and Holly obviously work together every day. Uh, Ashley has met Holly. I've met, I saw Ashley like two weeks before a convention, but the only two people that hadn't met were yeah. Mark Seavey and Jeff Daly. And, and because of the, this, like a digital thing. It's a virtual thing because when Ashley and I walked into the office, I looked over and I go, oh, there's Sivu. We need to go uh, say hi after. Not not go meet for the first <laughs> yeah. time ever. I said, we need to go say hi. That's what said. It, it seems so, like we know else, each other. That's what somebody else said. And was, I, I think it might have been Autry was like, oh, you guys have never met. And it's like, yeah, but it's not really that big a deal. I mean, we talk <laughs> every Wednesday. It's not like right. we're texting each other all the time. It's like I didn't really feel the need to give him a bear hug or anything. <laughs> uh, so it goes. All right, let's take right. our first commercial break here, and we'll be back in 30 seconds. Tiddly, tiddly. The American Legion is Veterans Strength in America. We're in your community, supporting veterans, service members, and their families, enriching the lives of young people and promoting citizenship and patriotism. Our members are passionate about these core values. Help strengthen America by joining the American Legion today. For more information, go to legion.org join. All right, topic two, we're going to go with Jeff. Go, Jeff. All right, we kind of prefaced this in an earlier episode because we all knew that it was coming. This story, the headline, soldiers have three months to get COVID vaccine or face discharge with few waiver options. I, I I typed a lot of stuff in here, but I'm not even going to read it all because the title kind of says it. But active duty soldiers have three months to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 or face a possible discharge from the force the Army announced Tuesday. Uh, as of Tuesday, about 80% of active duty soldiers had received at least one vaccine dose, according to an Army spokesperson. However, the National Guard and Reserve don't have accurate numbers. Uh, and then Lieutenant General R. Scott Dingle uh, God, if he takes if he takes criticism for this, wow, I wouldn't want to have his last name. This is quite literally a matter of life and death for our soldiers, their families, and the communities in which we live. 
case counts and deaths continue to be concerning as the Delta variant spreads. So we talked about this because we said when, uh, when it got uh, FDA officially approved yeah. that the, the military might do this. Do you got, I know you have feelings, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, it, it's gotta be done. There's, I, I don't know that I have too many feelings. If someone has a sincerely held reason that they want to get a waiver, say let them out give them a general or even an honorable i don't have a problem with that if someone just doesn't want to take it and wants to get out what i don't want to see is people who are just like yeah i don't want to be in the army anymore so i'm just going to refuse the vaccine and go out with an honorable that's not that's not the way to go but i mean at the end of the day we can't keep playing this game with who's vaccinated who's not vaccinated we just at least not in the military this this is not the time for it it's you know i'm very very much empathetic but at the end of the day we can't we can't play this game forever. We gotta we gotta fight wars and do our stuff, and we can't be worried about who's sick and who's not. Ash. Yeah, um, it's it's approved by the FDA. We talked about this. We knew that this was going to happen. I have already stood by that we've all gone through the vaccination line, no matter what branch you served in, yeah. and you know. Part of our job is to go into, you know, third world countries, travel, be abroad, be exposed to all kinds of stuff. And we have to make sure that our force is, is healthy because it directly affects readiness. And Mark, I share your sentiment because I am worried that like there will be a bunch of, you know, folks out there like, well, okay, I guess I'm done. Like this is my ticket out from whatever contract or obligation that I had. So I just, I don't want to see that obviously, but just go get the freaking vaccine, people. Like, gosh. Yeah, I'm getting we, so frustrated. I'm so frustrated. We went through this exact thing with anthrax back in the day. I, you guys were after that. But we went through the exact same thing. And it was like, when it was time for my, I just, I was like, all right, you know, maybe I'll grow yeah. a second head. Maybe I'll have a third arm. But at this point, like, I signed the dotted line. Like, at this point, I'm just going to do whatever they tell me to do. I've got a really well, the nice CB, smallpox shot. This, I call it the CV effect. What's that? You have... You have zero idea what's in anything you eat, no, but you I still don't. do it. So right. like all these people are like, I don't want, I don't know what's in it, but they're right. all eating the same crap you're eating. Plunge and ahead, it, people. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think that's a great point. I think it's a great point. A lot of people don't know what they're eating. They're putting their bodies anyway. Okay. So, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, when I, when I faced the COVID vaccine against 12 years, basically of eating MREs, I think it's the <laughs> latter that concerns me a little bit more. And I'm totally being honest about that because I haven't been the yeah. same since. But and then the, my final point, Ashley kind of touched on it, but I've, I've always said we we always get scientists involved in these conversations, but we never involve historians. Do you know when the Spanish flu hit the military and the whole theater in Europe, yeah. there were battles decided because certain units, certain enemy units, would be would be sick and they couldn't fight. So in terms of readiness. Uh, this is the next real global pandemic. Do we want to be on the side that has to, you know, surrender? Because, oh, yeah, we're too sick. Yeah, and I know I, we want to move on here, but I did want to yeah. throw one last thing because I had seen it in the documentary that I watch every now and again. But, uh, yeah, when the uh, army was at Valley Forge, uh, smallpox broke out, and George Washington had everyone basically inoculated yeah. smallpox, and it killed 3% of the people that got the inoculations. That's a pretty hefty number, but he viewed it as militarily necessary. And I think we're all fairly grateful at this point. 
Now, I'm not saying the COVID vaccine would kill 3% or even that anything we do should kill 3%. But I'm just saying, like, there is some historical antecedent for this. But all right, topic three, Ash. All righty. So um, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, veteran suicide. So there's an article out there in veteran services saying uh, purpose could be the key to the suicide crisis. So this is like a Rochester first talk bomb uh, article. But basically, it's in lump sum, it says, you know, when you get out of the military, many of us, you know, we can't find our way uh, forward or, or towards having a purpose again. And because a lot of us as service members were given a job to do, we know what's expected of us, the responsibilities, the roles, all of the, you know, spirit of court that comes with that. Um, there's a lot of folks that get once removed from that lifestyle. And it kind of like is just a loss of purpose, right? Uh, lots of opportunity, right? So they're looking at how, you know, we can go beyond just sitting down with veterans in office and talking about our feelings, right? Which is important. I'm not going to bash any of that. I, I, therapy's great. I love my therapist. But anyway, so we have, and, you know, uh, this organization specifically, you know, they're looking for opportunities, both for jobs, meaningful lives. And, you know, this veteran service center is really discussing a bigger part of solution, which they think is the purpose and the purpose component and re-establishing one's mission. Um, I'm interested to hear just especially what you all think because as everything's happened with recent events in Afghanistan, um, you know, it's prompting a lot of mixed emotions. I know that we've spoke to the VA secretary about, you know, the national crisis line um, and the calls compared to last year and how they've been reaching out both via phone and text message and, in this article specifically um, with the special service org, they stated that calls were up 7%, texts were up 95%, and chats were up almost 40% according to numbers provided by um, the Canandaigua Canandaigua VA. So, you know, you've got these veteran service offices, you've got this specific VA who is seeing the use of these services, which is great. Um, So how do you guys feel about the services, the atmosphere, and just the article in general, do you think it's purpose? Do you think that's that's the keystone in reestablishing? Yeah, I, I, and I'll, I'll say it on two accounts. The first is when I got out of the military and I literally started law school the following Monday, I never had time to stop and ponder my feelings or what it was like, you know. And when Afghanistan started going into the crapper, I had some really, really, really bad days, um, enough so that I did reach out to the VA. And then I had work turmoil, turmoil that was kind of drove Afghanistan completely out of my mind. So I'm not saying that you should have work turmoil to, you know, to mask your symptoms of having problems with the way Afghanistan went. But for me, I, I'm honestly, over the last three or four weeks, I've been so busy that I never even have time to stop and think about it. And I suppose that is a purpose. I mean, my purpose is to make sure that all the, the work gets done. So yeah, I mean, I think I think purpose is certainly an answer, and obviously, being part of you know a veteran service organization or any other kind of organization, I think helps. Like, if you don't have anything to do, go volunteer at animal shelter or something. Yeah, Mark, I just want to say, you know, I I know we kind of spoke about this. We spoke about this and stuff offline too, and you know, it's it's important, and I think for veterans to understand that you know we can compartmentalize. I believe that our service members we do that often because we have to move on yeah. right mission. We got to move mission, communicate all the things. So, you know, I think that 
Well, one, I'm happy that you kind of shared that it has been bothering you because I think it's important for our listeners to hear that like, we're, we're struggling with it too, you know, and you were there, like it's, it's tough and, you know, we can distract ourselves with work sometimes, but it's really important that we have healthy coping mechanisms. We're talking to people and doing those battle, those battle buddy checks. So I just want to say thank you. I know that, you know, work stuff is stress stuff, but Uh, there'll be, there'll be a wreck. We love you here. There'll be a reckoning. I have no doubt about that. But luckily, <laughs> that's, such a, not, that's such a severe response. There shall be a reckoning. Yeah, like and, and luckily, I'm not one to really self-medicate with drinking. So I kind of got that going for me. It's not really my style. So, But there'll be a reckoning. I'll, I'll need about a week of Family Guy reruns, I think. Jeff, what do you got? Well, I think there's a, there's a couple of, of, of little things. I think, you know, a lot of motivational speakers, it's become kind of a trend for them. To, to motivate, to get people to motivate by asking them what is their why. And for, uh, for service members, especially those that went in at 18, the first time they had uh, to motivate themselves other than mom and dad told them to do something or a teacher told them to do something, they, they inherited this big, huge, organized why. So they, that, that, and that's, you know, it's synonymous with purpose, right? So you're going through the military and you have this big, huge purpose, bigger than yourself. There's all the stakes are sky high and then you're done. And you're back into this world where uh, people have, people your age have kind of had to navigate a little bit on their own and make mistakes and fall down. And, uh, and, and you now are out there with, uh, without the big why that you had to, I think that's one of the things that I that makes the American Legion so um, attractive to some people. Um, it is the it is the opportunity to continue to serve, or as Ashley always likes to say, second service. But it's it's uh, it's just you can you have the camaraderie again. You have the same kind of conversations and tone that we had. You rip on each other, but nobody gets mad. You. You go and volunteer and uh, you, you do all these things. I mean, we say there's no rank among us, but we still have like this kind of structure and people are responsible for different things. So I, I think it does kind of, uh, it does kind of remind people of, of the why that they originally had and inspires them to, to rededicate themselves to the why, or in this case, the purpose. And and I think that's one of our selling points that we don't, we don't brag about enough. We don't put it out there. We talk about what we do with service officers, which is amazing and awesome. We talk about GI Bill and lobbying and uh, Agent Orange finally getting recognized. And those are all amazing things. But when you're talking about suicide, and this is suicide, uh, is it prevention? Suicide Prevention Month in September. And it's about the individual, and I, but I won't say it's a one size fits all. I won't say that the purpose is for everybody. Some people right. have different needs. So, but I do think it's, it's an area that the American Legion uh, can and should lead in. Yep. And the only other thing I would say is that some people are not going to seek out the purpose willingly. Um, but if, you're, if they're your friends and you see them having trouble, get them out there. Even if you just sell it as, hey, look, your, your battle buddies sort of need you. Can you come and help with this? I think it's the best way to, to kind of break people into it. All right, let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back in 30 seconds. 
So you were discharged with a 20% disability rating, but now you can't hear so well and need help. Contact an American Legion service officer. Service officers are free of charge and they help all veterans. Find one near you with our online tool at legion.org forward slash service officers. All right, and now we are on to rapid fire and we are gonna be rapider than most fires because we're running out of time here. All right, let's start with this one. This is from the Albuquerque Journal, apparently. No, it's from Military Times, it's correct. U.S. flag sewn by soldier at POW camp settles at the Smithsonian. The article says an American flag assembled secretively and at risk in a Japanese prisoner of war camp was fashioned out of pieces of red blanket, white bed sheets, and blue denim dungarees. For 25 years, it was stored in a closet at the Albuquerque home of Joseph Jose Quintero, the, the American soldier responsible for its creation. For nearly 30 years, it traveled with Army Lieutenant General Edward Baca to every U.S. state and territory in seven continents. As Baca told the story of the flag and the brave men who battled the Japanese in the Philippines before falling to the enemy during World War II. Now this flag, its pieces once wrapped in canvas and buried in dirt to keep it concealed from the Japanese guards, is on its way to the Smithsonian. Jeff, you going to go see this? Uh, well, I'm a long way from the Smithsonian, but I would I would love to go see it. I I think I think what I see is a huge message, and anybody who uh, tells me that they're for freedom, liberty, and loves the flag, and be like. Shut up. You got nothing on Joseph O. Quintero. Right. That man made a flag out of they they actually use the word dungarees. They made he made a flag out of dungarees, <laughs> sheets, and a blanket. And nobody quoted flag code to him and said, You better put the stars on the left when you hold that and show it to me. Because right. this guy truly loved the flag, loved his country, and loved freedom at his potentially his own peril. Because if they had saw that, they they he might not have ended well for him. So I love this. I wish uh, uh, I could go to the Smithsonian. I know somebody that can. I, I just love the fact that it does say dungarees and you noted it because that is that is a word. And I'm not certain on that one. Ash, you're right there. You're going to go visit. Uh, absolutely. It's a museum and it's near you. I, like that I know. Those are, it's like all the things, all of my love languages. Military history, regular history, DC history, slash, yeah, all the things. I'll be there. Completely unrelated, but the most underrated museum in DC, National Geographic Museum. That was my favorite museum when I lived there. Loved it. All right, let's move on. Uh, Rapid Fire 2, as a child, she wrote to a World War II vet who carried the letter everywhere, and 12 years later, they finally met. Jeff, you put this one in there. I mistakenly clicked the link. And then I lamented the fact that I didn't have a door because this is uh, this story. If it doesn't make you cry, you probably don't have a heart. But uh, everyone should go and look at this. It's on Stripes. Again, it's it, the title is Child Wrote Letter Veteran. They meet 12 years later. Basically, she, uh, this young lady wrote a letter to a World War II veteran. Uh, he was so moved by it, he kept it. Flash forward 12 years, she had joined the National Guard. She went to visit him in a uh, retirement facility. And he broke down within seconds, within seconds of realizing who it was. And they sat there for three hours. I can't imagine talking to anybody for three hours, but the story was delightful, Jeff. I, I love this story. And it's, it's cool because he tried to find out who wrote it. But I mean, it, it obviously this had been years since uh, this kid was in school. Right. And they didn't even... I think he tried to send a letter to the school trying to get it to the person that wrote him 
and school had closed down. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So. There was like all kinds of roles. Uh, did you, Ashley, did you notice what state this was in? You could probably guess why would question. I be, why would I be asking Ashley? This? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. The it one and not, only. It was not Montana. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Did you watch the video, Ash? I did watch the video. It's so freaking adorable. It just warms my heart. And I'm yeah, just went, like the pictures too. Just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it was so sweet because he's like, oh no, you're not that girl. You're not that girl. And she's like, yes, I am. It was, oh. what an, an adorable video. All right, rapid fire number three, and this will be our last rapid fire here today. Uh, This is from Military Times. Food inflation is affecting prices at grocery stores everywhere, including commissaries, but commissary officials and industries are taking steps to lessen the impact on their customers and offer bargains where they can. So uh, obviously everyone knows inflation's going up, uh, cost of everything's going up. Uh, the thing that I found interesting is actually here at the end, and it had a defense commissary agency spokesman, Kevin Robinson, and he said um, that the commissaries are statutorily required to sustain an overall patron savings of 23.7% against local market basket averages. I, I was not aware of that. We're, I mean, I, I, I've never, I don't think I've ever shopped at a commissary, but what? yeah, mm-hmm. I, 23, no. 23.7 is really specific, by the no, way. Only mm. right, yeah, <laughs> it's like very sick. oddly specific. And <laughs> but it, it's just like that's a lot more savings than I actually. And I for. shop at the com, I do shop at the Los Angeles Air Force Base commissary, which should be the Los Angeles Space Force Base. I think there's more Space Force people there than there are uh, Air you. Force, <laughs> yeah. And I need and I'm going to put it out there again. I need one to join my post. Anyway, so I shop at the commissary and I, it, it's a it's a great benefit that I don't know if a lot of people, a lot of uh, vets know. I mean, obviously, it's always been for retired uh, Medal of Honor recipients, I believe 100% disabled. But now anybody with a uh, VA service connection uh, can shop. I think it's been like two years. They can shop at the commissary and exchange. I do it. And I do notice I do notice the savings. I notice it in certain products. I look at it and I go, "Whoa!" I because I remember it's things I wait for to go on sale at other stores. Is it and hair I notice, product? Is it what hair yeah. product? Yeah, this is getting unruly. So I need to get down to the. I need to get down to the commissary. Get real your quick. seven dollar haircut. <laughs> it's actually not seven dollars. It's oh, like okay. it's like eighteen dollars. My wife did call me to say that my son is demanding a haircut today. So. Oh, we can look forward to that on my Facebook, although Ashley will probably unfriend me after the last time I did it. But Ashley, <laughs> what do you think about the commissary? You shop commissary, don't you? I do. I was just shopping at the commissary this weekend. Oh, nice. I will I say, though, I from like local uh, grocery stores outside of base. I have definitely done a comparison where I buy like X number of things. I definitely do save more here, like just. I was expecting my bill to be like two hundred dollars. It was like one hundred thirty dollars. I was like, "Holy!" Yeah. You you were like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "What?" Yeah. Really? Beep. Yeah. It just happened. Sorry, it was amazing. The only you know what it's I, funny is uh, nobody would guess this. Of the three of us, the only person who has cursed twice. on camera is Ashley. Twice now, love it, love it, I just big fan. The fact Fine. that it's not Jared me. Can edit it afterwards. The, the fact Whatever. that it's not me is astonishing. <laughs>
I know Jeff, you have such, such self-control. Good for you. But... I, I don't know why it is. It's because, I don't know. I don't know why it is. But anyway, uh, Jeff has a shout out and I would note that you spelled Legionnaires wrong in the, uh, in the show notes. So that's Shame fine. On you. Go on. That's your, that's your, that's your, that's your takeaway. That's my takeaway, because there's like, a are you, you, are you, are you a YouTube commenter? There's, uh, a, there's <laughs> a red line underlining Legionnaires and it just kind of bugged me. Okay. I don't, yeah, I do that a lot. Yeah. So my shout out is to, it's uh YOA emergency Afghan rescue mission that uh, happened, you know, right after the meltdown in Afghanistan. They, you know, they set out to raise 500,000. They did that in like two or three hours and eventually raised $7,279,310 and shut off. They shut off the donations yeah. because they just, they had so much. They've, uh, I also mistyped this number. They've donated 1.2 million to the International Women's Media Foundation because that was their target. They needed, they needed to get women out of there, especially women in journalism because they had education and jobs and those things are frowned upon under the Taliban. Um, and it's two legionnaires, and you can, in your mind, spell it correctly. Rebecca Merger and Karen Kraft, who I personally know, because they're they're post forty three, Hollywood post forty three, and they're also in veterans in media and entertainment. We've had a guest on from there before, Barbara Autan. And uh, the GoFundMe page is still there. You can't donate anymore because they they have all the money that they need uh, to continue operations, trying to help people out. But you can follow the story there. They're, they they add updates there. I, I noted when you first put it up on Facebook or when I first saw it on Facebook and it said, you know, if we get $500,000, we could do a flight. If we get a million, we'll add another flight. And by the time I clicked on it, it was like, I think it was 5.2 million or something. <laughs> I was like, whoa, I guess they're doing okay. Like, I mean, it, it went. Uh, and at the same time, we were talking about whether we were going to be able to do something from the Legion side. It, it, it so far outpaced uh, anything yeah. that we could have conceivably done. So kudos to everybody involved in that. Ashley, you got a shout out today. Ooh. <laughs> Honestly, I just want to do a shout out to our fans because they're flipping awesome at convention. And I'm just so excited that we have all these fans all over the country. So for all of our fans out there, keep listening. And if you've got some really cool guests or recommendations, be sure to you know get on our website and, uh, you know, fill out the form if you've got a guest. Yeah, so. Holly's doing a little dance. I don't know what she's trying to do, but I think she wants them to comment. Yeah, you can com yeah, comment on our stuff. Let us know what you like. Subscribe, follow. There's my selfish plug. All of our fans out there, make sure you're subscribed uh, to whatever podcast that you're listening to. So it's a well-known fact. I don't actually watch her on podcast because I can't stand the thought of looking at myself or listening to myself. <laughs> Uh, but from what I understand from the emails, we did quite well in August, our uh, September, or excuse me, our September and August, actually, I guess it was August, we blew the doors it. off and September probably won't be, uh, won't be bad at all either. But uh, so thank you to everyone that, uh, that listened to those. Uh, I did get quite a few people that asked if I took some of the anxiety home from talking to those people because they were, they were some pretty tough ones. Uh, yeah, it wasn't easy. Uh, again, on top of Afghanistan going going the way it has, they, they were a little difficult. But so I'm glad that people were listening. So it wasn't just uh, us putting ourselves through agony for no reason. Um, so I'm real happy everyone listened to it. Uh, to all the Afghan people, out, Afghan veterans out there. Yeah, it sucks. 
get on with it. There's not much we can do about it. I feel you. Uh, if you want to reach out and talk anytime, you can reach out to us. We're, but uh, yeah, we're all mad. We're all upset. And we all pretty much hate everyone involved, but don't let it, uh, don't let it jade you as a person. Don't let it, don't let it take over. And, I'll, and, and finally, don't let it, don't let it minimize your service or your impact because uh, there was, it doesn't seem like it, but there certainly, there certainly was an impact. So yeah, unless, unless you're the last guy on the bird, just say, Hey, when I left, we were winning. That's, that's, that's my story. And I'm yeah. sticking to it. We were winning when I left. So everybody out there, thank you for listening to us. Don't forget to subscribe to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts. While you're there, don't forget to rate us, preferably with five stars, and leave us a review. You can send us feedback and love notes and anything else to TangoAlphaLima at Legion.org. Right now, I'm getting a spam call, and maybe I'll turn them into it. Who knows? All right, folks. Uh, that's it for us. We will see you next week. Bye.